Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we can unlock daily joy. So first of all, daily joy is something that I feel is a catchphrase that is repeated everywhere. But the thing about joy is that it should not be attached to an object or something that's external to us. Joy is an energy that we can draw into ourselves and we can recognize how to get there on a daily basis when we grow in our compassion and our wisdom. So to kind of illustrate this point, I'm going to bring in two stories from Ajahn Brahm's book, Don't Worry, Be Grumpy. So the first one is about a gold stash. So a man is walking through the forest and he's just, you know, taking a stroll, maybe as a break from his like work from home situation. And he notices that there is actually this hole and something's glittering in that hole. So he looks, he crouches down because he's just like, hmm, what's going on here? Not, you know, it's unusual for things to glitter or, or be sparkly in a forest. Um, so he crouches down and he looks into the, into the cavern and he sees that there's actually a stash of gold. He's like, wow, what is this? This is crazy. This is like winning the lottery. So he tries his best to reach into the cavern and get close to the gold as, as, as much as possible, but he just can't quite reach it. And he tries and tries and tries. He sweats. He gets really exhausted. He's like, you know what? This is not worth it. This is already taken up like 40% of my, my lunch hour. So I'm just going to go about my day and, um, you know, too bad for me. Um, so he's walking away and on his way out of the forest, he meets another man. And this guy is like, hey, dude, um, I guess like you don't really see a lot of people in the forest these days. So, you know, they have this like awkward, perfunctory greeting. And the other guy's like, how are you doing? And this guy says, well, you know, the funny thing is I discovered a stash of gold, but unfortunately you can't reach it. But it's over there if you want to take a look. And the guy's like, cool. And as it so happens, a second guy decides to actually use a stick in order to extend his arm. And he was able to get to the gold stash. And that's how he got the treasure. And of course, this story, as simple and beautiful as it is, is really a metaphor about joy and happiness. In this story, the gold actually represents happiness. And the stick is actually... Um, and the reach in total is actually just our compassion and our wisdom. The deeper we go into our compassion and wisdom, the easier it is to reach the happiness, the joy that we desire. Um, and that's how we could reach anything, is by working on our compassion, working on our wisdom. Those two things put together is how we build this internal perspective and framework a spiritual framework, should I should say, to actually unlock joy and actually access joy um, on a daily basis. So the second story that I want to bring in is, is, is simply kind of like a more real-life example of how this joy is unlocked. So Ajahn Brahm had a friend 
who was recently divorced, so he had to downsize into a smaller apartment. He had a really like pedigree, beautiful dog that he just could not house in his new apartment. So he looked for a new owner for this beautiful dog and found an old lady who was in need of a pet. So, you know, he handed off his dog to her and dog was very happy with this old lady. But one day he got an unexpected call. And at the time he was essentially a one person advertising business. So he was just, you know, grinding and grinding and getting, he got an unexpected call from the elderly lady. And she said that she really desperately needed someone to help her get to her medical appointment in the city. So I'm assuming then that they probably lived somewhere in the suburbs and um, he was the only person that she can get a hold of to actually help her out. So, you know, she felt kind of bad for inconveniencing him, but but she was just like, hey, you know, like I, I know that like it's very unusual because like your dog is fine and I love your dog and, you know, we're doing great. But I was wondering if you can help me by driving me to my medical appointment because unfortunately I just can't find anyone else. And the guy says, you know what? That's totally fine. I just, I needed an excuse to walk away from my grind anyways. Um, so, and this becomes regular thing. Um, she just calls him and he's happy to provide that, um, that just a little ride to the, to the doctor's office and back. And, you know, they develop a little friendship and, and it just becomes like something that he looked forward to in his, in his life, which is, you know, essentially he's helping someone else on the surface, but really the situation is helping him because he is getting so much joy out of doing this small thing for someone who is kind and compassionate and, and fantastic, this elderly lady um, who needed that. So, you know, at the end, like finally, the old lady actually asked him to drive her not to a doctor's office, but to a lawyer's office. And then after he got there, usually he just leaves and then waits for um, or waits around for her appointment to end. But this time she asked, Can, do you mind coming inside the lawyer's office with me? It's just, it won't take too much of your time. She was so polite about it. And then later on, it, it turns out that, that in that appointment, he she actually signed him as the beneficiary of her entire estate. So eventually when she passed away, all of that wealth that he had lost previously, he had gained it back and he became quite wealthy as a result of her generosity. But I think what this goes to show is that really, when we think that we're doing something nice for other people, we're actually doing something nice for ourselves. And by doing these small acts of kindness, we're actually nourishing our lives. Even if the guy in the story didn't get that wealth or didn't inherit anything. He was already getting this amazing, uplifting moment of joy just from helping someone who needed it. And of course, you know, especially during these like pandemic times, it might not be easy to find people to help in person. But this is where like becoming proactive is always a good idea. Like whether it's just finding a charity that's local or international that you care about, a charity that does the kind of work that you love and just donating $10 a month. Or it could just be checking up on your family members and your friends and just asking them, hey, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. I think part of the process of unlocking joy is 
understanding the mechanics of joy. And one aspect of joy is caring for others. So when we are open to and actively seek out new ways to help others, to assist others, to support others, this is an easy way for us to actually bring joy into our daily lives. And I think the biggest challenge to actually unlocking joy is remembering how to actually unlock it in the first place. And I personally find this topic so, so near to my heart because recently I went through a coaching session um, and essentially the coach asked me, so how does, where does happiness come from for you? Where is joy? And the way I described it is essentially joy is always all around us. There is happiness always everywhere. It's always within reach, just like that gold in the cavern. It's there. It's always in front of us. However, the problem comes is that when we beget, beget too deep into our daily routines, when we don't let anything but our problems and our challenges and all the things that are aggravating us consume our mind, consume our time, and we don't have any breaks or alarms or reminders that like, hey, step away from that think about joy, think about the ways to achieve joy. That's the biggest problem because like joy is all around us. We just have to be open to it. We just have to access it and accessing it is the part that we forget and we have to keep reminding ourselves. One example of how to access it is by helping somebody who is in need um, in whatever way that you can, because that's another important thing. You have to know what is your bandwidth for helping others. You cannot try to do too much at once because that will exhaust you. But you have to understand, okay, what is my comfort level to giving to others? And then meet that. And if it takes a little bit of time before you can actually commit to something, do that instead of going all out and then feeling tired and regretting it afterwards. Know your comfort level for giving. Um, because you can get fatigued from it and then do so in like small and like very, very easy doses for yourself. So I think other than externally, which is interacting with the people, the animals, the beings around us and kind of giving them like spiritual love and support as well as physical assistance, money, like all the things that we can offer. Cause just, you know, quick reminder, even just giving someone positive thoughts, um, just sending them positive thoughts, sending them positive energy is a positive action. That is an act of giving as well. Um, and is even though it's not tangible, like that is also a form of giving. Um, so if you, you know, and again, you have to make sure though, not to do it 24 seven, cause you might become exhausted, compassion fatigue, as they say. Um, but I think if you make the time for it every day and you do these little, little things to give and provide and be kind to others, that essentially becomes fuel to nourish you as well, as long as you're not becoming too physically exhausted or mentally exhausted doing it. Um, and then the other way to actually unlock joy is actually within ourselves. So like if we just stop our routines and just give ourselves even one minute just stop and just breathe for a second and just feel that breath, feel it going in and out. Then in that moment of openness, when our brain, our mind is not filled with other things, cluttered with other things, in that space that we create within ourselves, that's where joy can just seep in. And 
Again, this is just me explaining joy from my perspective, but when we clear our mind, or at least when I clear my mind of all the different objects and things and and processes and and, and to-do list items that I need to be concerned about, when I clear my mind, when I clear my body of all of this external energy or needs or expectations, I create space. And in that space, I can start to bring in that happiness, bring in that joy. So I would say that like for a lot of people, um, I don't think we quite understand just how accessible and just how near joy is. And I'm not saying joy is easy. I'm not saying that joy is um, joy is something that is just easily accessible to everyone. But all I'm saying is joy is there. Joy is absolutely there. And the way to unlock it is to understand and become aware of, first of all, all of the stresses on your mind and your system, um, your daily routine, like all of the things you have to do and learning to let go of them through meditation, through exercise, through creative exercises like journaling. When we, first of all, become aware of the things that are stressing us out, we can let go of them consciously. And then when we let go of them, we make space within our minds, within our spirit to let in that awareness of all the wonderful things in life. But moreover, just the spirit of joy, just the energy of joy. Um, In meditation um, within Buddhism, breathing meditation is one of the most foremost forms of um, of meditation. And I think part of the in order to do breathing meditation, you have to first learn to empty your mind and then focus on the breath. And then when you focus on your breath, it becomes a joyful, a joyful process because you realize that just by breathing in and out, you're letting go of all the toxins, you're letting in this fresh oxygen. And it's this like beautiful, self-fulfilling, stress-free process that just happens automatically that is kind of a really good mechanism to just let go of the things that bother you and put energy instead into something that nourishes you, which in this case is the process of breathing. So there are so many mechanisms, I have to say, way more than I can explain this episode to unlock joy. But I think the first step is to realize that joy is always available to you. It does not need to come with a subscription pack with, with you know, money it does not have to come with like physical um like it did like the thing is joy is free and joy is always there and it's our the challenge here is to use our awareness of ourselves and also to know what is it that we can give to ourselves and to others and to work our way into building mechanisms to access joy and you'll know when the access the the mechanism is right when you are able to successfully start to let go of things in your brain, in your mind, in your spirit, in your being. So you make space, you make space for that joy to occupy. And once you figure that mechanism out, you can start reminding yourself to apply those mechanisms every day. Because I think what's so surprising to me and something I particularly learned in that conversation with the coaching um, is that it's actually kind of funny how 
we are aware of multiple things that we do that bring us joy. Something as simple as a bubble bath, something as simple as a one minute meditation, but we just simply forget to do it. And then when we forget to do it for six months to a year, we forget that they were they even existed in the first place. And it just, it's, it's a random occurrence that jars our memory and we're like, oh yeah, wait a minute. There is something that brings me joy. There is a way for me to unlock joy every day that you know, isn't a huge cost in terms of resources that I can apply. And it's about identifying those things and then making sure they're part of your daily routine or even your weekly routine. Just a reminder, even on your phone, meditation or bubble bath or journaling exercise that allow you to unlock joy every day. Again, all of this is easier said than done. But I think once you start thinking along these lines, you will definitely be able to identify ways that make you happy, whether internally or giving to others, and find new ways to apply them and bring them into a daily routine, or at least your weekly or monthly routine. So that is today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're able to find your own mechanics for unlocking joy within your own life. Because as you know, joy is yours. And like, I think that it's important to remember that joy is also free. It should not be coming the dollar value. It's not something that you buy. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, please stay safe.